Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! 
Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, King Solomon was clearing house. He sure as fuck was. Um, he got his brother Adoniah yeah. killed um, for wanting to sleep with Daddy David's concubine, right. Aggie Hag or whatever her name was. Right, something like something that. Something like that. <laughs> and he got that one guy that was cursing David he got yeah, him killed. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Yeah, that was like, after like years and years and years. That's holding on to a grudge way too long. But the worst one, um, which was the best one, <laughs> he got Joab killed. Yeah. Which yeah. I was but like, Joab kind of, you know, kind of had it coming. He kind of I mean, had I'm it just coming, saying. but I appreciated him nonetheless. Right, right. In a Game, in a game of Thrones kind of way. Right, I right. really appreciated his character yeah. <laughs> in this <laughs> unfolding drama. Right, right. All right, so that was First uh, Kings chapter two. Yes, Jeez, had trouble with that. I know. And I keep wanting to say Samuel because right? we were in that forever. And now we are going into First Kings chapter three. All right. Hey, wife, do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night. Which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks or a month or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal. Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Okay, just to reiterate where we are starting from, I want to read the last sentence of 1 Kings chapter 2. Okay. So the kingdom was now firmly in Solomon's grip. Firmly. Firmly. In his grip. Because he took charge and did not dilly-dally, and he did the things. Right. Okay? Yeah, doing the things is very important. I mean, he didn't, like, he didn't waver, he didn't... Ho hum. He didn't. He was not. Waffling. He just made those decisions and was like that's, that's that. Yeah. They're he done. just he went forth and did things. Yeah. No. And so I'm like, damn. He's doing the things. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to. I want to start First Kings chapter three with that's where we're at. Firmly in his grasp. Firmly in his grasp. Got it. Graph. Graph. Graph paper. <laughs> I went school supply shopping oh, last oh my night. God. <laughs> graph paper. Okay. Sorry. Here we go. Ready. I'm ready. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and married one of his daughters. And remember, we don't know Pharaoh. Yeah. It just means prince of a house. But but, yeah, but also, like, Pharaoh, that's the first time I've heard that in a while. Yeah, that's a big deal. So. The last time we really heard about a Pharaoh of Egypt was when Abraham's son, uh, Joseph, was sold into slavery in Egypt and right. helped them out of a drought. Yeah, no, or it's famine. been a long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He brought her to live in the city of David until he could finish building his palace and the temple of the Lord and the wall around the city. Got it. Why did he have to build all that? Why wasn't it already built when... Because David built the city of David and... Well, no, they said where David was buried became the city of David, I thought. No, he built the city and named it after himself. Oh, okay. That was my understanding. All right. Yeah, so the city well, already Well, maybe he exists. hadn't, ha- I mean, he was dying, so maybe he didn't have time to get it all built up. So you know? Solomon's upgrading. Plus he had to deal with Joab and stuff. You that know? is true. So, he had know. a lot of war going on. Right, yeah. At that time, the people of Israel sacrificed their offerings at local places of worship, for a temple honoring the name of the Lord had not yet been built. So the the tabernacle was just not a thing anymore, huh? Just not a thing anymore. Okay. 
And I wonder how the Levites are faring in all of this. Right, they don't really mention them a lot. I mean, I guess the Levites were the priest class. So, like, when they say priests, those are going to be the Levites, I guess. But are they still? But they don't really say that anymore. Right. So I just, I wonder where they're at because they're supposed to be leading all of this religion stuff. Well, it's, you know, like, as we've gone along, certain things that were important in certain sections of the Bible become less important. Right. Or other things become more important. You know, like, it's just... It's whatever they wanted to talk about at that period of time right. versus, you know, whatever was actually the case back then. Mm-hmm. And whatever. It is what it is. Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father, David, except that Solomon, too, offered sacrifices and burned incense at the local places of worship. And he used I mean, the right kind of fire. Yeah, I Just bet saying. he did. And he picked up the right sticks on the right, right day. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really have a problem with this because the fact that he's still even doing religion like yeah he's doing what he thinks is best sure he's trying yeah the most important of these places of worship was at gibeon so the king went there and sacrificed 1000 burnt offerings holy fuck that's a lot of a lot of dead animals that's a lot of bread and oil and dead animals and pee and blood and right whatever else i forgot that's like a what burnt offerings what all they entail it's like a slaughterhouse yeah i bet i bet that did not smell good that day right that night the lord appeared to solomon in a dream and god said what do you want hold on hold on that night they slaughtered a thousand things like they did a thousand burnt offerings in Uh one day yeah fuck yeah that's grody that's crazy yep what do you want? This is God. Yeah, okay. The fuck do you want? Ask and, and I'll give it to you. He's talking directly to him it or is, this is a dream? This is a dream. He oh, okay, appeared okay. to Solomon in a dream. All right, all right. But, you know, God never appeared to David in a dream, really. It was always, Nuh-uh. like, secondhand. It was always through Nathan or Gad. Right, at least yeah. At least as far as I can recall. There might yeah. have been one time where it was, like, sort of maybe kind of a dream. but I don't recall I don't that. think so. I don't really recall that at all, actually. Right. It was he always just, secondhand, right? Yeah, he was always trying to do God's bidding and God's will and, like, not um, take over the throne the wrong way. But right. I don't believe that God ever spoke to him It's just interesting directly. to me because he was such a, you know, God boy. Like, he was yeah. supposed to be God's boy. And God fucking loved him. Right, apparently. I mean, according to the Bible... Um, God adored this kid with the long hair and the dancy ding dong. But they also made stories up about him, about him killing, you know, Goliath, which is now like one of the most fucking famous. Like, if you know David, you know him from David and Goliath, which exactly. isn't even a fucking true story. I know. I mean, giants aside. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, like, just the story itself. Like, if anything mm-hmm. remotely happened, like, the original story was not even that original story. Right. That's all. Yeah. I hear you. Solomon replied, you showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father, David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made me king instead of my father, David. But I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. Mm -hmm. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Like the sand and the the stars in the the sky. Yeah. It came true, right? See? It did. It did. It's perfect. It is. Give me an understanding heart. This is actually a really decent prayer. Like, yeah. he's like, God, you're so awesome. You've done all these great things. Thank you. I'm humbled by it. Right. And then he says all the humbly things. Yeah. This is like standard prayer. He's he's doing it the right way. Sure. 
Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? That's a really great prayer. Yeah. I would like to be so, uh, what is the word, upstanding and righteous in my sleep. Cause yeah, right. In my sleep, I just dream that zombies are coming after me or right. that I can't find the right book for class. Yeah. And a locker whose combination I can't quite remember. Yeah, I've never, I've never talked to God in my, no, in my dreams no, ever. No, no, So. No, mostly zombies for me. And honestly, if somebody told me that they were talking to God in their dreams, I mm-hmm. might be a little bit worried about them. I wouldn't be worried about them. I would just be like, yeah, dreams can feel real sometimes. I, right, feel, I right, get that yeah. because sometimes I will dream a situation that is very normal. And then um, a few days later, I will confuse that dream with a memory. And so when I like pull it up out of my card file in my brain, I'm like, wait, was this a thing? Because I can see it. Can you imagine? I yeah, I, I get you, but can you imagine being so inundated in religion and then having a dream that seems real about God? Right. And then like, it's no wonder people act mm-hmm. out crazy shit yeah. in the name of God. Yeah. Like, because it's and specifically in the Bible, like yeah. God talks to you in your dreams, right? Of so course. If you believe the Bible, then well, God's talking to me. And so. if you have a, a vivid imagination where you're able to visualize these things then, yeah, your dream is going to be confused as a real thing happening. Right, right. So I have sympathy for this. I really do. It's like the indoctrination causes the realness that people will actually mm-hmm. then experience. Exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. Yep. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for window, w- windows. Wisdom. <laughs> wisdom. We already have windows. He needs I wisdom. doubt they had windows, though. You and I have windows. We have windows, yeah. 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 I don't think windows were a thing back then, though. Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what if glass was, was around back then. Glass technology. Was I, that a thing? I doubt it. When but... was glass invented? When did lightning first strike the sand? <laughs> <laughs> so God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies. Yeah. I will give you what you asked for. He doesn't need to ask for the death of his enemies. He just does it. Yeah, he already took care of that shit. Right? He's yeah. like, I don't need long life. I'm I healthy. Need, I don't I'm need a God good for that. stock. I'm just gonna kill him. Yeah, right. I, I don't need good health. I don't need long life. Right. I'm, I'm from good stock. I'm good to go. I don't need death of my enemies. I will take care of that shit myself. Right. Yeah. So only thing I need is wisdom. That was a good request. Mm-hmm. He's starting off right. Yep. And God is happy with him. Right. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. Wow. He's going to be the most understanding and wise heart in ever. Ever. Always. Forever. More than Jesus even? I guess. Yeah. Apparently That's he says crazy. ever. So ever. he's going to be the most. The most. Could you imagine having the most empathy of anybody? That would hurt. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of empathy and it hurts. It's I don't painful. feel like he had empathy though when he killed people like that. Well, so. that was before he prayed to God and asked for mm, it. So he hadn't had the empathy yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. He doesn't have understanding. Now he does. Got it. Got He's it. about to. Okay. He's about to zip zap, have that empathy stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, which isn't fame. Because what? What? Riches and fame. What? Why do you need that? Why you does shouldn't. God? Why does? 
you shouldn't. It's your earthly reward for being asking for wisdom so and this, being humble. This is where people think mm-hmm. that like worshiping God is going to bring you. Like this is one of those things your where private they, jet. They justify and, it, right? Yeah, yeah. This is where your evangelicals that own like three houses in Malibu or some shit, right? And um, they go on vacation all the time. And their parishioners pay for it. Right. They're like, God wants us to have it. Yeah, he yeah. said so. Solomon. Solomon he, got it, yeah. Yeah, I, I asked for wisdom, therefore I am owed this. Right, yeah. No, that's not the way that fucking works. No. Exactly not how it works. Like, in fact, I think it's kind of countered in mm-hmm. um, the New Testament when, mm-hmm. you know, like, not to bring up the new, something that we haven't been into yet, and, you know, I only know this through hearsay, basically, right. but, like, um... I don't think that they like Jesus talked about like not like the rich would not make it into the, the into heaven. And stuff. There's a point that we're going to get to in the New Testament where Jesus walks through a place where people are dealing in money and he throws the tables and he right. is so disgusted at all of the shit that they are doing. Yeah, like, like literally throws the tables over. Good old socialist Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus was a socialist. I put that on Facebook one time, like, way back. Um, when you still had right-wing friends. <laughs> yeah. And I got so much shit, like, for how sacrilegious. And I'm like, I don't think... Like, that was even before, obviously, I had read the Bible at all. But, sure. like, everything that I... I was learning about different political and economic and social systems. Yeah, and if you look and at it, yeah. So, when I was learning what is socialism, I was like, oh, Okay, Jesus was a socialist, and right. people are doing religion wrong. Yeah. Duh. Right. <laughs> like, right. this is not hard, you guys. Yeah. He he actually believed in be nice and share and whatnot. Right. So, yeah, fuck go all figure. of you. Right. Stingy-ass Christians. <laughs> and if you follow me, continued God, and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. I wonder what he's meaning by a long life. Like a hundred years, or is this going to be one of the extended lives? I don't know, but I just think it's shitty that he always has these caveats because he's like, your family's going to rule forever. Right, right. But only if I'm in a good mood with each one. <laughs> like, he just doesn't apply parentheses voice and he needs to. Right. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. Hmm. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't say forever because... That would obviously have been easily proven wrong. Right, right. So he just said, as long as you live, no other king. Yeah, that's not that hard back when there was not that many people in the world. No, I know. And even at that, they were all, like, compartmentalized by geography. yeah, yeah. Then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem. 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 Yeah. Having issues. And stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, where he sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he invited all his officials to a great banquet. Wait, this happened after he did the thousand burnt offerings. Yeah. So he did more. Yeah. And then, then they invited people to a great and banquet then, because yeah. they had so much goddamn meat. I know. And they didn't know what to do with it. I know. And like, they, dude, we just slaughtered like half a herd, man. We just slaughtered an entire forest of critters. Right. Everybody come on and chow down. <laughs> It's a barley party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so here we go. So here's another little section. Okay. Sometime later, two prostitutes <laughs> came to the king to have an argument settled. Oh, okay. I know the story. Oh, I do too. Are they I gonna, do too. Is They're going to split, split the, baby the baby in half. Yeah. yeah, this is awesome. Please, my lord, one of them began. 
This woman and I live in the same house. They're lovers. They're not prostitutes. You think? They're lovers. You think? Oh, yeah. Okay. I gave birth to a baby while she was with me in the house. Three days later, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There were only two of us in the house. But her baby died during the night when she rolled over on it. That's sad. That is sad. That is rough. Sorry. Spoiler yeah. alert right. or uh, trigger warning. That's hardcore. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Then she got up in the night and took my son from me beside me while I was asleep. She laid her dead child in my arms and took mine to sleep beside her. Oh, my God. And in the morning when I tried to nurse my son, he was dead. But when I looked more closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't my son at all. Right. Gross. Yeah, that's 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 horrible. I mean, that's... Like, I could understand a moment of crazy. Right. Your child just died. Yeah. But then, you know, you get your shit together and go mourn correctly without stealing somebody else's baby. Right, right. Then the other woman interrupted. It was certainly your son and the living child is mine. No... The first woman said, the living child is mine and the dead one is yours. And so they argued back and forth before the king. Then the king said, let's get the facts straight. Both of you claim the living child is yours and each says that the dead one belongs to the other. You know, dead babies. Right. That There's a whole like world of dead baby jokes that I used to find really funny and I don't find them funny anymore. Right. You know why? Because as you grow, you get empathy. Right. And then you're like, that shit was not funny. No. What the fuck was wrong with me? Right. And so that is me admitting that I have not always been this kind, loving person that I am today. <laughs> I used to be quite the fuck up. Right. All right. Bring me a sword. So a sword was brought to the king. Then he said, cut the living child in two and give half to one woman and half to the other. Wow. He, he wasn't going to follow through. I, I should hope not. Then the woman who was the real mother of the living child and who loved him very much cried out, Oh no, my lord, give her the child. Please do not kill him. But the other woman said, All right, he will be neither yours nor mine. Divide him between us. What? Well, she's like, just lost her child and she's like, yeah. If I can't have one, you can't right, either. Right. I got it. Then the king said, Do not kill the child, but give him to the woman who wants him to live, for she is his mother. Right. I don't know if she was actually his mother, but she was definitely the one who had her shit straight. Right, yeah, yeah. She was definitely the one that would make the better mother. Right. It was a harsh way to handle it, but mm -hmm. it turned out, like, you know, worked out well. Yeah, Because yeah. the kid probably, I mean, gets to live at least. Exactly. So. When all Israel heard the king's decision, the people were in awe of the king, for they saw the wisdom God had given him for rendering justice. The end. Yeah. That was, that's, I mean... That was smart. That was really... I mean, that's why we know the story, right? Because yeah. it's a smart, you know, thing. Yeah. It's true. That he did, it's I guess. It's true. I don't know. I just... You know, it could work out worse, though. They could have both said, no, don't kill the baby. I know. I mean, a normal and, human being, like, both of them could have been, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Like, God, you can't kill a child. That's not... Uh, how about proof? I know we don't have DNA yet, but how about... Who does the baby... Well, we're prostitutes. Maybe we don't know... I mean, I want to see his decision if they both claimed still that it was their kid. Right. Is he gonna, is it, would he have cut the kid in half? Right. If they were both like, no mine, no mine, no mine, no mine. Because I have a feeling that he based probably, on what he decreed, he would have to have followed through yeah, with it. He would and have, in that case, I don't think very highly of him. No. I think he I would mean, have cut the baby in half. It worked out well for him. Right. right so, right. yay. Because it's it's a parable, not an actual story. Right. Right. Because who the fuck is going to say, I'm about to cut this baby in half? Right. Right? But like, I'm just saying, like, it, he would have had to have done it. Yeah. If, if, that it turned out differently. Yeah. That's all. No, That's all I, tol saying. I totally agree with you. 
Alright, well, I mean, Solomon, as far as things have fallen so far, seems like pretty, you know, righteous dude. Righteous dude. And, uh... He's a righteous dude. I, just, I guess we'll just kind of see if that continues in the next chapter, huh? I know, I keep waiting for him I, to be a piece right? of shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, like, it's more fun when I get to talk about how much of a piece of shit they are. I know. So. It's true. It is <laughs> true. like, come on, Solomon, fuck up. I'm fuck sure up. he'll fuck, fuck up. up. I'm sure either he will fuck up or somebody in his court will fuck up. Right, Or right. the people will fuck up and he'll be like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a friendly reminder to everybody that's still here with us at the end of this podcast mm-hmm. that we will be down in Louisville at the Kentucky Free Thought Convention on September 3rd, and we'll have a boot or a table. I'm sorry, set up for uh, sacrilegious discourse and ungodly brew. So if you are anywhere in that area, um, definitely stop by the convention. It's ten dollars per head right now and fifteen dollars at the door, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and just stop by and uh, see us. Say I think, howdy. We'd love to see you. I think we're gonna try. If you mention that you heard us here, like heard this here, um, we're gonna try to have a sample of coffee for free for our listeners. Ooh. Whereas we're gonna charge other people. So you know, definitely stop by and get your coffee. Yeah. We want to meet you. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that was it for um, 1 Kings chapter 3, and tomorrow we're going to get into... 1 Kings chapter 4. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.